Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Really fun chat that we have for you today. It is a pop talk where we talk about a few different things, but the main topic are who the best actors turned directors are. So that's a fun discussion that we have. Stay till the end. But real quick, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I have some fun improv news. I have permanently joined the cast of the Friday Night Show at the Magnet Theater. I am super honored because everyone there is just so great, so fun. And uh, you can check us out every Friday night at 9 p.m. Go to magnettheater.com for ticket and show information. Exciting. It's fun. All right, without further ado, here's our pop talk with the Of The Show gang. The Of The Show gang is here to talk all that pop. We've got best friend of the show, Rob. I I was going to do pop pop, but then I got scared. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got brother of the show, Trey. Let it rip. Oh! (laughs) And... We've got fiance of the show, Justina. I call it soda talk. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I call it I call it bubbler talk. No, that's what the, that's what people in Philly call a, a water fountain, water fountain, <laughs> bubbler. I call, I call it Coke talk. Oh, oh yeah, no. Coke. yeah, <laughs> that covers it all. Coke. I'm yep. actually rocking a sprite, a sprite, spritite. Spritite, yeah, that old commercial <laughs> that rapper was doing a freestyle, and he said Spritite. It's like you took a one-syllable <laughs> yeah. word, and you took, you said the whole name, and then you added, <laughs> added was, letters. A, a friend of mine loved quoting that, and I was like, that makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> okay, so this can also says it's celebrating fifty years of hip hop. Is it like Sprite is now like the official soda of hip hop? Is that what happened? Like, and black people. Uh, yeah orange drink and sprite yeah Mountain, grant yeah, grant drink, hill yeah. drinks not only does grant hill drink sprite <laughs> grant hill's dad drinks sprite right, yeah. <laughs> did we tell that story on here i don't think we so. have so <laughs> trey you trey was <laughs> was a manager for the basketball team at duke university and <laughs> and we so we were at a game trey what game was it I don't even remember which game. It was I don't either, but it must game. have been a big one because you were there after Grant Hill was. Yeah, a, Grant a graduate. Hill graduated from Duke my senior year in high school. So yeah, I was right after them. Yeah, and we would get to go to games, and cousin of the show Jay was at a game with me, and Trey would always like get us into the locker room after games, and we were hanging out in the locker room, and there was this big cooler. Where all the drinks yeah. were. And so we just see- to interrupt, just so every game, not just that game, but they would bring in just a cooler of sodas and and other yeah. assorted drinks, and then there would also be like pastries that some fan of the team always gave us. So mm-hmm. keep going, Jason. And um, 
Jay and I were kind of like trying to sit inconspicuously over in the corner because we're teenagers. <laughs> you know, we don't, we're in, the, in our favorite basketball team's locker room. We're just trying to like mm-hmm. sit and, and watch everything. And we see Grant Hill's dad walk in the room and he bends down to, you know, <laughs> to dip into that cooler. <laughs> and he pulls out a Sprite. And Jay starts laughing immediately, not loud enough for Grant Hill's dad to, to hear. But he goes, Grant Hill's dad drinks Sprite. <laughs> Which is like, funny. The, the reason why that's funny, for those who aren't old enough to know. Yeah, they are probably not. Yeah. <laughs> there, when Grant got to the NBA, he was a spokesperson for Sprite. Mm-hmm. And the ta- he was like just drinking a Sprite. And some kids who are a fan of his noticed and said, Grant Hill drinks Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> so when got Jay it, saw his it. dad going to the cooler, Jay just like a hawk was like, what's he going to pull oh out? Gosh. <laughs> he was thrilled. So when he saw that, he yeah. was like, oh my God. <laughs> his dad drinks Sprite. <laughs> he was, he was intentionally looking to see. Man, okay. It wasn't necessarily a big game, though, because Calvin Hill would hang out from time to time. He'd come to practice and he even came to the office just to chat oh, with mm-hmm. like the secretaries and stuff like that. So he was just cool and friendly like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you're Grant Hill's dad, you can do anything. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Grant Hill was the man back then. I like how, except for the, just now when I said his name, he was always Grant Hill's dad in this story. He was never <laughs> Calvin Hill, the former dallas cowboys player <laughs> it was grant hill's dad his dad drinks <laughs> okay so in this pop talk we are talking all that pop about <laughs> actors turned directors we're going to talk about who the best are we're also going to talk about the daily show and their journey to finally getting a new host i mean they weren't planning i don't think to have the new hosts until january anyway but it's been a a little haul here of them trying to figure out where they're going to go with that they're doing a lot of guest hosts we're going to discuss some things that happened there and to start the show off we're going to talk about saturday night live hosts that we'd like to see so the show is coming back on October 14th and the first host is going to be Pete Davidson. Oh, who was hmm. meant to host the last episode. He was the, meant to yeah. host the yeah. So I like you know it's kind of a obvious that he's going to host <laughs> being a former cast member and then October 21st Bad Bunny going to be wow. the host and musical guest. Very interesting. Good for him every year around this time, well right before the season. I tweet guesses for who i think is going to host that season and last year i had some fun guesses but they i don't know that i got but one or two maybe this year i posted before they made the pete davidson announcement i i guess pete davidson and also guessed some of my hopefuls margot robbie cillian murphy Mm-hmm. I put Zazie Beats just because I don't know if she has necessarily anything coming out. Brie Larson, because she's got yeah. Marvels coming out. Conan O'Brien, who I put on the list last year. Timothy... You know. <laughs> Sorry. I put Timothy Chalamet yeah, on the list. Hosting. I think he's got to because he was great before. And, and I... coming down. 
And then in my tweet, I also wrote, and for the love of God, oh no, for for the love of all that's good and pure, Bob Odenkirk yes. hosting SNL is necessary. Wow, that would be amazing. Yes. That would um, be pretty awesome. And no, but yeah. he wrote for the show. Right, right, right. Does right, he ever? But... Has, does he have anything coming out? He's got that lucky. Uh... Well, they changed the name of the show. He, he's he does got have an a new AMC show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pops into yeah. stuff. You know, he we, does. Were just, we were watching the bear, and we're like, oh, hello. So, yeah. um, and it's just like relevant. Throw that fork you know. at me one more time, Justina. Throw that fork <laughs> at me one more time. <laughs> and after they announced Pete Davidson, I was feeling cocky. So I was like, I'm going to put out, here's some more guesses. Taika Watiti. And then yeah. from the bear, speaking of the bear, Jeremy Allen Jeremy. White and mm-hmm. Ayo Adibiri. How do you say it's pronounced right? Ad- I think I said Adibiri, but I don't Adibiri remember. Adibiri makes more sense. But Ayo is definitely the right way to say it first. Ayo. And then long shot guesses, also from the bear, Ivan Moss Bakrak, cousin, and Stephen A. Smith. I would love Stephen A. Smith. Bill Jason. Jason, you're wrong. You're wrong. Stephen would be the skip. <laughs> Not the one who says skip anymore. I know, uh, I know. But but he but he's so used to just being mad at Skipper. So <laughs> that would be an interesting choice, Stephen A. But I, I they haven't gone in that. It's a direction, dark horse. Really. Yeah. You're what right. It is a dark horse. Truth. I don't know, but I just yeah. he has, you know, he's got this book coming out, and he's started. Stephen, new book coming. I'm sorry, he had his book come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's become more of a person outside of ESPN, right? Like he Yeah, because he's, he's acted in General Hospital several Yeah, times. he also he also did what? that commercial yes. for the yes, Rob. for the equalizer or the equalizer sequel. He's in a commercial for that and he was really solid in it actually and like very naturally good in it. And then you're like, we'll be on the Tonight Show and was funny on there. Like <laughs> do well. If he wanted to do well doing it, he would do well, yeah. you know? I think, I I do think if it were the approach that they took before the 2000s or maybe in the early 2000s, he probably would, I would say he's a lock for hosting. Yeah. Because, like, he's definitely, like, the 70s era where they would have, like, a kind of a random person host. Like I Buck think. Henry? <laughs> not even just Buck Henry. They had, like, a fan host once in the 70s. What? Like, one at some fan, oh, one a contest. One. I'm pretty oh. sure that's true. I don't know. But they, I mean, they were even more like like Ralph Nader, you know, like yeah. they're just like some weird, weird out of nowhere hosts back in the no. day. No, yeah, and then yeah. and more TV people than now. Mm-hmm. But I think I think he would be somebody, a like a possibility. So it's like it's a long shot sort of situation, but I think a a real possibility. It's harder yeah. to guess now because. There's so much more content and mm-hmm. their process for choosing hosts has never been transparent. And it doesn't need to be. I'm not calling for them to make it transparent, but <clears throat> yeah, we don't really know what the process is. And people who we wish had been on have probably been asked and either their schedules didn't align or they didn't they weren't into it or whatever. Yeah. Right. Or they wanted, or they wanted it to line up with something they're promoting. Which is one of the yeah. things that people don't understand when they complain about somebody not hosting then it's like, okay, you do understand that they could have been asked and they said no, right? Yeah. <laughs> or just like schedules didn't work out, right? Like yeah, there's yeah. so many other things to it. Like 
you know, Will Smith is never hosted and people are like, oh, it's because they're racist. Well, actually, they asked him and he wanted to read no the, sca- the scripts like well in advance. And they're like, we <laughs> write them the week of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. So it's not. And he I mean, was like, if I don't get to write a script, I am going to smack the shit out of it. <laughs> so get uh, that script's name. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I, I think the because of where he is in his stardom, I don't think he would host. Right. Like it's like when you get to a certain I, level of a list. Think when you slap one of the well, there's that, but I mean, I mean, aside from show. that, because it's the same with Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he, they probably wouldn't approach him. Never Tom Cruise, it. same with Tom well, Cruise. Tom you know? Cruise had the same thing as Will Smith wanting to see the scripts and that having that because he's oh, game I never for that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's game, like you look at what he does on the Tonight Show and stuff like that. I think it's just he wants to know ahead of time, and that's just not how the show. They're works. kind of. Po- political about it well because they're they've got tight pr they, they've they got a lot to, to protect yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but leo uh, showed up as a guest role when jonah hosted so right he showed he walked mad. out in the on the monologue yeah yeah mm-hmm. i can't i just can't see leo doing it as much as i would love to see it i don't think now jesse plemons because yeah. he's in killers of the flower moon mm-hmm. so that's a possibility oh, that's yeah insane. so do you have any yeah. other guesses or people you hope yeah to see? I, I had one this might be a dark horse but it it actually makes sense and he he's i think he's hosted before and it'll be pretty good but paul giamani's got an alexander payne movie coming out i think it's mm. called the holdovers mm. oh, cool so you know right there like alexander payne usually most of his movies are you know oscar worthy i mean not necessarily win but you know i mean you know, mid-election and sideways and some other good movies so i could mm-hmm. see um i could see jamani paul giamani just and also he's on billions so mm-hmm. and he's funny so that's mm-hmm. the other thing mm-hmm. he's funny mm-hmm. and he can act so i could see G- giamani getting it. i definitely think chalmay gets it because he's got willy wonka coming out right yeah and i guess dune too yep. well that's complicated oh that is right strike, it might come out next year so right right there was also supposed that. to be another um uh, zendaya movie i can't remember what it was called it's a tennis movie it was supposed to be pretty good but it got pushed too because of the writer strike mm. um and yeah oh, but well. you're right taiko taiko could because he's got the last goal wins coming out mm-hmm. um so that's 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 a strong possibility that he could get to host and he'd be funny yeah, he'd, he'd be, be great. Good, be pretty good. I thought, oh, and you know, and I think you're right too. I think probably Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how popular because the sequel was direct. Well, it wasn't direct to video. It was just COVID. But Trolls is coming out. The new one, the third one. I realize yeah. you guys don't have children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but the NSYNC song yeah. is off to the <laughs> that they have yeah. a new one coming out. Yeah, and Anna Kendrick is just a national treasure. So I could see them. You maybe going. To Andy Kendrick about it. I don't know. She she would be a solid host. And maybe did she host before? Because I'm wondering if she did it during like, Pitch Perfect. I would I feel remember. like during Pitch Perfect she I did. I don't know. Let me look it up because I don't think she did. Yeah, um, I don't remember if she if she did. I don't remember yeah. it. But it's and, weird. I mean, I feel like I am better at knowing if someone's kind of passed the opportunity to mm-hmm. host <laughs> than actually guessing. Okay, yeah, she did it. Season 39, episode 17, Pharrell Williams was the mm. musical yeah, guest. That was probably, 2014. It was definitely pitch perfect. It was definitely. Because like I was sort of like, yeah. what I was about to say was if she hasn't already, then it's like maybe that opportunity is 
past, but that can also change. It's a fluid sort of thing. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. I know that's a random one, but I was just thinking just because she's musical and right, and yeah, else, mm-hmm. like she's a, she's mm-hmm. a good fit for it. Yeah, and then depending on what happens come February, yeah, I could see uh, Mr. Kelsey coming back because he's the most yeah. popular athlete in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. musical my Vi- guest. <laughs> and my Viking, my Vikings tried to harm him today, and we were not successful, and we lost. So, but Tay Tay was not. There was a. Serious, serious amount of speculation here if Taylor Swift was going to show up today to the game. Oh, so man. NFL ratings went up like by a lot uh, for by the Jets game. Lot. Oh, yeah, because I, they mm-hmm. because of all the hype from the yeah, previous from, game. Um, I do think, and I do think that um Taylor is probably in the running if she wanted to do it. Um, she oh, might she, not have. She time. is someone who probably is like always on their. Like yeah, you can yeah, come by anytime she's you got, want. Because yeah, because she does have the 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 errors to her movie coming out. Not that she mm-hmm. needs any help because it's gonna make a bajillion dollars too. Sure. Um, but she could do that. You know, I can. And she was that. good when she hosted before, and that was early in her career. Yeah, and I think she'd be yeah. even better now. So yeah, that, that's a possibility as well. Mm. Um, yeah. Justina, do you have any hopes? Um, or guesses? Hopes, guesses. Uh, none to really add to what has already been said as far as guesses. Like, I think everybody has mentioned some good, like, possibilities. But I will say, thinking it might be cool. And I'm not saying I want this. And I have watched the least SNL out of everybody on this call. So I'm not sure what all genre of personality we're, has hosted. We're a panel. We're a panel. Forgive me. Panel. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling us old, by the way. Just no. <laughs> it's not old. You just watch really too much television and SNL. Well, um, yeah, from someone who watches TikTok all day. <laughs> speaking of which, to make my point, I was like, what if they had like, and I don't think this is going to happen. I'm not saying I want this, but I would be, I think it was interesting if they did have like an influencer. Because, like, that's a type of in- entertainment now. And I'm not talking like an influencer who, like, opens PR packages. I mean, like, people, like, there's some funny creators out there. Yeah. Millions of followers. They're extremely yeah. popular. People Just say it. You want are. Mr. Beast on there. Just say it. Oh, God. You want Jimmy to get on there. <laughs> you know, that day is going to have to come. But it's going to have to be somebody who has the chops. people. Well, I mean, there have been plenty of people who don't have the chops, but I was going to speak to their, it, it kind of depends on how they have crossed over into like just the average person knows who they are, um, or at least a large portion of the 18 to 25 demographic. And that's why I think it can eventually happen, but it can't be too much of a, huh, who? Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like some of the musicians that I've seen on SNL, like, I'm like, oh, who? like when Father John Misty performed. I, 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 I like think that's a that. different category. Sure, but sure, yeah. Sure. But my point being, like, I, I pretty much know that whoever's going to host SNL is like huge, you know, like very big in some way. And I think it'd be cool, like, if it was somebody a little bit more obscure or from from maybe like a an, a field that has a lot of people that don't watch SNL and then tune in because that person is hosting. Well, that, that's know? actually pretty smart because maybe mm-hmm. it would get people who don't watch traditional television to yeah. watch it. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think it, 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 I mean, it really, it, they have to have an agent. If there's someone who's book- like going to make the transition into acting, which there are plenty that do, I'm not saying that it's not, then, then that I feel like 
I could see it. Their team saying, "You've got to make moves like this." You know, we're yes. we're trying to get you SNL. So we're we're talking. We are talking about Andrew Tate, right? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who that is. Oh, I don't don't, don't Google it. Don't yeah, Google please, it. Yeah, just, you just might. And the live, feds might kick your down your door. Non Andrew Tate <laughs> existence. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you might. You might get a visit if yeah, you Google him. Yeah, yeah, there um, might be child protective service coming to see you. So. <laughs> right. I will say though, we're in a we're in kind of a societal moment where, because of all the different ways you get content, mm -hmm. someone can be simultaneously famous and obscure. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I was just thinking absolutely. about this. Yeah, that's why film is still like t film and television. As much as we like. Oh, ratings are low, or like you know, but box office is like ridiculously high right. still. Yes, right. When you're like in what I would consider like middle America, a lot of people are still aware. Like a lot of people, are like I can't wait to watch Equalizer. Like I watched, you know, like people always like I always hear like conversations of people talking like, "Oh, did you see this movie?" And it's like something. It's like, well, yeah, it's like like everybody saw, like you know. But it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, but it's not. They're not watching the Independent Spirit Awards. There, mm -hmm, <laughs> you know, but mm -hmm. so there's still there is a still pop culture. There is a mono culture out there, just not as prevalent as it probably was like in the in the 80s and 90s, but it's still there. And so but that being said, there is definitely a blind spot about TikTok. I mean, I don't TikTok, mm -hmm. but yeah, but there but there are people on TikTok. I'll see ads for things and there'll be like people from TikTok on there. And I'm like, who the fudge is that? Right, yeah. they got they've got like sixteen million followers. Yeah, on it's absurd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have like a billion impressions. You know, <laughs> this is the thing that I was thinking about the other day that that fame has gotten to be like. I mean, I guess maybe it was always this way, but it really is this way with social media. Fame has kind of gotten to be like planets in our solar system, where like yeah, every like Earth are a listers that everyone knows about and pays attention to, whether mm -hmm. they like them or not. They know who they are, and then Mars are like. B listers and Venus is maybe C listers. Mercury are like a dark horse. They actually can have an impact, but you don't necessarily know. And you can have like Saturn, like one of the biggest planets. <laughs> and that's like a YouTuber. <laughs> you know, like they're they're big, but no one's talking about Saturn in the over here, you know, where everyone's talking about stuff. So it's just like what bubble are you in? Yeah, you could go to like a normal person and be like, who's Mr. Beast? And they might know who Mr. Beast is. My mom would have no clue who Mr. Beast is. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, you say who's Tom Cruise and they're like, oh, yeah, you know? of course. You know, right. So there's still like that level of fame. And, right. And then there. you have people who are like Pluto, who they just go up and down. They just they're famous and then they fall off and then they come back. I don't know. Carrot top. Carrot top. Listen, Pluto is a planet. You, you hear about what happened? Scientists. That's messed, messed up. up. Messed up. <laughs> Pluto is a planet. Get it right, science. <laughs> I I feel like it's not. You know, I think it should be. I agree. There's a there's a there's a specific definition that Neil deGrasse Tyson was arguing with people about. Uh, somebody said the same thing that it should be a planet. Nerds, and he's nerds, like, no, nerds. enough with Neil deGrasse. We went. We went. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. No, I did sit through a planetarium thing a couple months ago, and they explained thoroughly why. Pluto wasn't a planet and I stood up and I said false and I walked out I just was like my family was like wow he's really yeah. passionate about Pluto but did they pronounce for it you for planet standing up Arium? for what's right Rob Arium planet Arium <laughs> there's so many other planets out there too and we just don't talk about
so tough. um is there a particular person from tiktok that you oh my gosh literally no okay um, literally no <laughs> like the, the uh, anyone i can think of i don't want to see on right now I'm, but... i don't think they would host but i could see people who have made a name for themselves oh. showing up in a sketch or something like that can i Kyle, Kyle Gordon and Brian Jordan Alvarez. Like, I think, okay, Kyle so Gordon, I could see doing it. Yeah. Cause I think he's got the, sometimes his stuff's annoying, but like, he <laughs> does have the chops. He does more of like, he does care. I can't stand the people that like have characters they do. Like, and that's like their thing. Mm. It's like, you know, there's a guy, yeah, yeah. I don't know, there's a guy who like does like, he's like a server and then he always has like these different characters that are like people at the mm -hmm. restaurant. And, and that's like, like the that's like yeah. currency on TikTok is like yeah. you have a character you have that like you always three, do. Characters. You have three characters. It's like it's not that, but like Kyle Gordon, like Planet of the Base was great. So yeah. great. Like, I would love to see. I mean, they're not that popular, but the guys from the Wolves of Glendale, they had the their singer, one of their singers, Tom. He had a song that popped. It was. <laughs> it pop, was pop. Like, pop 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 because <laughs> uh, it was about like. Uh, the steam in New York, like what is that? You know. Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> yeah, we yeah. We what saw the fuck that, is happening we? here? No, I think he just said that to me. Uh, and, yeah, and that's on. That, that was, was really, yeah, that was that very funny. Was really, and he was like, "Great, like this is gonna be like what I'm known for is the song." But he makes I a lot hope of I would love to see someone like that just because they they're really funny and they're musical. Yeah, well, my hope is that someone like Corey Wong can get the get big enough to like, music <laughs> music <laughs> to be on yeah. there, but also show up in a sketch. Um, would, but I like mean, he makes his own sketches. He so makes his own sketches. So yeah, it's you know what I found out the other day, and then I but I do want to hear from you, Trey, about your SNL guesses. But just <laughs> real quick about musicians who are funny and make sketches. John Mayer was on the Tonight Show on Monday, and he like last Monday, and Jimmy brought up the fact that he wrote a sketch for the Tonight Show, and they're like, "Yeah, no, I did. I had this idea, and I told Andy Cohen to tell you." And he did, and Jimmy Fallon was like, yeah, and then we produced it and aired it. And it was for, it was called Crypto Bismol. It was just like <laughs> a commercial parody of Crypto Bismol for people who were like talking about crypto too much or had like issues with crypto. Okay, Trey, your SNL. That was um, an old school type sketch, it sounds like. Yeah, it was that they don't normally like, do yeah. on that show. Yeah. <laughs> but they did it. <laughs> so I didn't go as far as guesses. But but I do like the Brie Larson guest because I I actually think that the first time she hosted SNL is part of how she got great. that the uh, MCU gig. Yeah, she was so good. She's yeah, because I even this is one of those where I wish I had more witnesses to this, but at least I have one friend who can attest to it. That right after she hosted SNL, I texted my friend Justin and said, "How about her for Captain Marvel?" Oh, because wow. she worked because I said she worked with the Russos on Community. She just got the Oscar. So it's that mix of being able to do the comedy and the and drama. And being a good actor, yeah. Right. And so I thought that that was kind of the quasi-formula. MCU doesn't really have a formula, even though people say they do. But it seemed like the quasi-formula to maybe get... For casting. Yeah, yeah, for casting. And my friend was like, I don't know. I don't really see. <laughs> and so when she got the role, I was like, yes! <laughs> In <it>. your face! <laughs> Did you have any anyone else that you thought of? So I agree, Bob Odenkirk. I thought, mm. I don't know how between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, he hadn't gotten it yet. Right. He, especially since he showed up in the Q&A section of the 
anniversary special. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. Was, so it's like, how did I mean? I'm sure it's just schedules or something, but it's like, mm-hmm. dude, you got. Because also, that he one had happen. that he had that movie, No One, which was or nobody. Was no one or nobody, Mr. nobody, nobody. Yeah. Oh, I love. Yeah. That we movie. we yeah. really enjoyed it. That was so. And, uh, and yeah. that movie was a pretty. I think it did pretty well. Like, yeah. So it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't blow it up. Was, uh, it, during the pandemic, right? So it was like. Yeah, you but I think know, it was not released. as big as maybe as it could have been, but like. Yeah, um, but I think it did well, and it was well received. It was well received, and so that that seemed like a good time for him. So yeah, it must have been scheduling or something. Yeah. Hopefully they can get it worked out this year. He, uh, I gotta, can I say one thing about Bob Owen Kirk ever talking about? So I listened to him yeah. on a podcast. He was talking about a book he wrote and he like did this, like he has this bit in the book about like Martin Luther King Jr. is like called up to do like a, a speech, but he's not prepared <laughs> and he doesn't have anything ready to go. And it's like him like screwing up, like trying to do like a speech and like, come on, Martin. And like, he's on, like yelling at himself. It's like, a really funny idea that Martin Luther King Jr. can't do a speech. Oh my gosh, that's, that's <laughs> so dirty. ridiculous. Yeah, it's very dirty. But it was funny. You know who I could see hosting? Two guys I could see hosting: Trevor Noah or Roy Wood Jr. Roy Wood Jr. would be topical. Yeah, that's yeah. almost like a transition. Except I haven't finished saying my name, so oh, stepped mm. over me. Mm. <laughs> Typical little brother. I only gave one name. I only gave one name, Bob Odenkirk. But um, anyway, well, I gave that name. Yeah. So then I've given no names. <laughs> <laughs> My perpetual hope is for Robert Downey Jr. to return to host. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he'd be great. Obviously. I do too. I wonder if that door is, you know, that that time has passed. Probably. But... I don't know. Since he's a former cast member and just looms large over the mcu even though the character's dead i think it's still a possibility like there have been those those former cast members who've come back to host when there wasn't really a moment for or them. people who like when annette benning hosted it was just kind of a random thing yeah she uh, didn't have like 21st century 21st or 20th century women or something like that yeah. i mean she may have but i mean they just don't so. normally go for someone in that age range who's not doing like a tentpole movie mm-hmm now, two names who were scheduled after Pete Davidson, who I would like to see come back, are Kieran Culkin and Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge yeah. hasn't hosted before, but Kieran has. Yeah. Kieran. And then Tom Hiddleston. I just watched the first episode of Loki. I think. Oh, yes. Tom oh yeah. I could see or, that. Or, or Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah. 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 Because Owen's always solid when he's on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, but have Ed Norton come back and do his Owen Wilson impression. <laughs> wow. wow. That was speaking of people who declined, he declined for like 12 years before he hosted Edward Norton. He was good on him. He was great. Yeah. Ed he just was, was scared. He was scared about it. So he kept saying no. Do the transition thing again. Do the transition. <laughs> thing again. So we can get transition. You know, it'd be a good. Uh, you know, he'd be a real good host. They're either of these two guys, uh, Trevor Noah or Roy Wood Jr. Oh, wow. Wow, that seems topical, Jason. That's <laughs> what we well, call it it transition. This is yeah. what we call it segway. <laughs> and yeah, so that SNL topic was supposed to be the short topic. We went like 30 minutes on that. It's been a while, folks. It's been a file. It's called <laughs> Pop Talk, but it doesn't last it's not it's not a pop so much as it is a it's like a garden talk yeah it's a, we're like uh, <laughs> we're like the whole day of a ted talk <laughs> yeah. so the daily show as i mentioned is looking for a new host after trevor noah left 
And at one point at the top of that list was Roy Wood Jr. And Desi, I think, was also kind of high in the running. But I feel like people were mostly saying Roy Wood Jr. And then early August, something came out saying that the higher ups at Comedy Central were kind of circling around Hassan Minhaj, which maybe that was insulting a little bit to Roy Wood Jr. He bears no grudge, but he left the show this week. Yeah. And the search for a host is still on. Hassan Minhaj is probably not at the top of their list anymore. But I wonder is Roy Wood Jr. not being on the show anymore? A hindrance to him taking over the the role, the desk, or does it help Hassan Minhaj possibilities? Well, it's like in, in Roy Wood Jr.'s statement, didn't it say he wanted to explore different things? And mm-hmm. but I will say that when people say things like that, it doesn't necessarily the people say things sometimes as moves. Like when I call up a girl and I'm like, listen. Mm-hmm. I just think you would be happier with someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a play. It's a play. Uh, I mean, it could be. I'm not saying it's definitely the case with him. He doesn't necessarily seem like that kind of guy. But, but in his statement, some... too, he said that if the door if, if the door opens to host, if they come and talk to you about that, you have to listen. So yeah. it was in that same statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Hassett's a terrible. I think he's a terrible choice. I think yes. it would be a terrible choice. Mm-hmm. But, but because he already had his own show and it didn't work. That is so true. Now, and granted, that's also why it. I guess why Jordan yeah. Klepper is not. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. George and Cle- Jordan Klepper and like, but and I, but you could also say, well, you know, technically there was a John Stewart show, and that didn't work. But that was on MTV. It doesn't count. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I think personally, they should maybe really think: Do they want to keep doing it? Like, I mean, I know it's a powerful franchise. I know franchise. what you mean, Rob. Yeah. Because, I, because when I was thinking about it, I was like, first off, off obviously my smug answer was Craig Kilburn. He's not doing anything. <laughs> um, but I follow him on Instagram. It's hilarious. It, yeah, he's Instagram. very funny. But I, I do think like at some point, you know, there's so many things with like we've talked about with TikTok out there. There's so many like, you know, there's so many good things like, I mean, at least the stuff I find funny, like the good liars. Have you ever seen those guys Mm-mm. where they go to Trump stuff and just ask them questions? Oh, and, yes. Like, yes. It's pretty funny. And there's like a bunch of people that go to like Trump rallies and do the same thing that Daily Show does, but does they do it yes. on TikTok and, and, yes. and Instagram and stuff. So that stuff's out there. And then John Oliver just does it better, you know? Mm. Right. Like, I mean, granted, the Daily Show is still a little bit different, but John Oliver's show is just better and so yeah. at some point is it like i don't know like There's is it even, worth is hmm. it a worthwhile franchise to, to keep going or is there something else they could do i don't know well, i think john oliver is doing something different because he's yeah. he's mostly just it's just him he doesn't have correspondence yeah, he's not he's not going in the field like he did at the daily no, show and, yeah and all of no that, so. I, I get i get that but i wonder but there's so many people going in the field in other ways is it that successful of because when I think of it, I don't I never watched I don't have cable anymore. So I don't watch the Daily Show. I just see clips of the Daily Show. So I'm like, there's no difference between that and these yes. other popular things on TikTok for me. No, I completely or, agree. Or they go on that and I don't watch again, I don't have TikTok. I just watch TikTok stuff that gets on Instagram. So I just want to stress that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you're old. You're old. You watch TikTok. I'm old. Stuff on okay. Yeah, right. yeah, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, understood. Got yeah. It. <laughs> I 
Yeah, I I totally agree, Rob, with that. Like yeah. maybe it's time to and like even speaking of like other things that exist in that like whatever you call it genre field. Mm-hmm. John Stewart, what what's his show? The problem with John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, and I feel like like that and John Oliver's show are so much more distilled with information. Mm-hmm. Like the humor is still there, maybe less so in the problem, but like it, it is there, you know. And so I'm like, why would I watch The Daily Show when I could get a more distilled version of this news topic, you know, story yeah. by watching John hmm. Oliver or, or the I, that's going to end up depending on the host. Yeah, that's I mean, true. that that's true. But also, I feel like some of that that's like saying, why watch Jimmy Kimmel when there's Jimmy Fallon or something like that? Like, because people like different things. Yes, 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 yes. I people want true. different yes, things. Of course. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's there are a million of those shows anyway, but also like. I don't see Comedy Central. I get what you're what you're saying, but yeah. I don't see Comedy Central leaving that money on the table. They're going to keep mm. that show. Going. No, yeah. I mean it's probably this is a successful franchise mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, it's still doing super well, even with all the rotating guest hosts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh my each, god! Each new host creates how they want to do it. I mean, Trevor Noah trended more towards John Stewart than John mm-hmm. Stewart trended towards Craig Kilborn. So it's still mm-hmm. that kind of True. DNA. Mm-hmm. But he, it was still Trevor Noah's vibe and voice. personality That's and not, voice. Yeah. So whoever ends up hosting is going to really determine the answer to your question of why you would watch that, given mm-hmm. that John Oliver and John Stewart are doing their show. Um, but you know, if we're if we're bringing back people that were on there, why not look at Samantha B again? That was just about to say, like, there's yeah. Samantha B, and you know, she had. I know her show got canceled, but it was a successful show. And, you know, there's no reason that she shouldn't be in the running. Again, we don't know who they've already asked and said no. I mean, yeah. when Trevor Noah got it, we didn't know at that time that they had asked Amy Poehler and Amy Schumer already. Mm-hmm. And I they didn't both know said that. no. Yeah, they said no. Probably a good decision. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, apparently Schumer thought about it, but Amy Poehler, the producer, said it was the fastest no in like Hollywood history or something like that. But <laughs> she just was like, flatly no but i think it does take an interesting voice i think roy wood jr could do it i think jordan klepper could do it i think sam b could do it Mm -hmm. but i i kind of hope that his quitting doesn't make comedy central go well screw roy wood jr but you know like tv execs are weird so there's i'm just a little concerned about that but of course if they offered it to him he would say yeah yeah, I've seen people like in the I tend to read these articles on TV line. So I've, I I see the people who comment on TV line and some of the people. And I think I agree with some of this. So some of them were suggesting that by Roy Wood Jr. being away from the show a little bit because he's kind of playing mm-hmm. a character that wouldn't necessarily be who he'd be as the host. Right. So by his being away, it could kind of cleanse the palate a little bit and help make it easier for him to come back as the host and and make it his own and be himself as opposed to a character. That's a valid point. Yeah, that's why I was interesting. I was interested in what how Jordan Klepper was going to do. And I thought he did a great job. And Desi was likable. But I think it is that thing of, oh, she has to do a different voice than what she does as a correspondent. and She's not done that on the show before. So I wonder if that was something she had to reckon with and think about when she, when it was her turn up to guest host. But mm-hmm. 
I, I'm interested in seeing what direction they're going to go. I did hear that Cal Penn was also uh, mentioned as in the running, but no one's really talked about that. <laughs> so I don't know how I, strongly I don't, I like he's Cal Penn, but I just feel like he'll end up hanging himself and then join the Biden administration. <laughs> <laughs> the deep and, house pool. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they are widening the search for the host. I guess we'll see what happens in the next couple months. I just, I, again, I had no idea who Trevor Noah was and he got the job. So, right. Yeah. Never, I also never didn't heard know who he was. Yeah. I was familiar with him because I opened for him before yeah. he was on the show, before he was a correspondent. What'd you say, Rob? Humble brag. Yeah. Name drop. Humble I brag. opened for him one time. Before, we dropped like he was not like names. super famous. Um, he was he was a guy who was like had come over and was making a little noise, but he hadn't even gotten the gig on the daily show as a correspondent yet when um when I opened for him. It was like right before that. And he was a super nice guy, by the way. Uh yeah. just want <laughs> in case someone listening is like what was he like he was amazing actually he was super nice i didn't see hassan host uh doing his guest hosting since because i also don't have cable and i just don't have that in my normal queue to try to look up but i, I saw just looked him it up on youtube yeah yeah so i i saw him when jason when we were back for the holidays last year and our mom was watching the celebrity wheel of fortune and he was on he annoyed me on that yeah i don't he, there's something about him that's so holier than not holier than thou. there's something about him that's so like sure of himself in a smug way i've never liked that about him for me i didn't get that so much as a lot there are those comedians who don't ever turn it off and i and i don't mean it like the way robin williams didn't turn it off yeah or, or, or like that because like when you see a martin short or somebody like that on celebrity jeopardy or whatever mm-hmm they actually try to play the game and they'll throw in their jokes here and there. But Hassan was like in character the whole time. Yeah. I, don't I was like, like, dude, turn it off and play the game. Yeah. I don't, I just never liked them. And I feel yeah. much more bold in being able to say that. <laughs> it's so emboldened mm-hmm. to be able to say that now. But um, he always rubbed me the wrong way. I'll, I'll tell one quick story that's similar to what I'm complaining about with Hassan on Wheel of Fortune. When I was in business school, I interned for a talent management company. Mm-hmm. And this one stand-up comedian called to try because he was looking for representation and I'm the one who took the call. And it's one of those, this is in theory a business call where he's pitching his need to be um managed, to, to have representation. And he's doing like his stand-up bits on the call, Oof. like, but like throwing it into normal conversation. And so, and as, and so because of how he threw it in there, it wasn't obvious that he was telling jokes. It's like he was just saying this stuff randomly. I was like, dude, what are you and, doing? And that person <laughs> was Chris D'Elia. <laughs> I meant to call you about this the other day, but I'll just do it on the podcast. What was the name of the other comedian in the Jerry Seinfeld movie Comedian that was so annoying? Uh, like, Orny like, Adams. Is he still a comedian? Yeah. You said He's the which doing... kind of comedian? He was just annoying. He was just annoying. He had like a whole thing about like a lupus joke. I just remember that. Where where is he from? I think he's out there in LA now. But he is like yeah. doing fine as a stand-up, but he never had like stardom. Never pop. Yeah. Uh, and it's because of his personality, I think. Yeah, because um, it was really annoying in that movie. <laughs> he really shot himself in the foot with that yeah. movie. Wh- which movie did you say? 
comedian, comedian the, the comedian, documentary. Okay. Yeah, the documentary. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, okay. If you yep. listen to it on the <laughs> the with the commentary, it's fun. Um, okay. <laughs> it's Jerry Seinfeld and Colin Quinn. It's, oh. it's, it's very fun. Oh, uh, oh. And they like were they even kind of ragged on Orny in the thing in the yeah. commentary because they were like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it gets us all. Like, I think Colin Quinn said, how much abuse can someone take? And Jerry Seinfeld said, and it's all self-imposed. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a perfect, a perfect way to describe. <laughs> okay. The big ticket topic today, even though we spent 40 minutes talking about each topic already. No, it's not been 40. Best actors turned directors. And I just want to r- remind everyone, this is not a ranking. We're not nope. putting together a bracket, but it might be fun to do one day. Right now, we're just talking about like, oh, who are some that you think must be in the running if we're going to talk about the best of all time? I'm going to go first here, and I'm going to say some that you all are also going to say, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but no particular order. I'm going to say, I'm going to share five. John Favreau. Jordan Peele. Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to say Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I was going to talk to her. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Like purely an actress before going into Yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I thought totally. about this quite a bit. Greenberg. Totally. She did Greenberg. Before oh, she, she did Frances Ha. She did, um, she did yeah. some mobile course. She also was in a really great she did uh, the House of the Devil, which we I was going to say the House of the Devil, which I love that movie. I love she's it too. It. We watched it. I love uh, that movie. Days ago. It's really, really great. Good. It's the best friend in it. But yeah. like, but like, she was like an actress. She wasn't yeah. like just a yeah. Director. She, she was wasn't actress. not only and she not only was that she had made a name for herself as an actress. Okay. Yeah. Third. Okay. Cool. 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 She, I think she was in a bunch of mumblecore movies besides like Greenberg and yeah. And, but yeah, but Frances Ha was kind of like her big like pop. You know, and obviously, like, and Greenberg was she, a big one for her too. And then she married, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Noah yeah. Baumbach after doing yeah. Frances Ha. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, she was a stage actress too. I think she was. Well, I mean, basically, she's. I mean, Lady Bird is her story in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fictionalized version of her. You know, I mean, it's literally mm-hmm. the year she graduated from high school and she grew up in Sacramento. Like, so. <laughs> she definitely fits that criteria. Yeah, that I, weird. I just yeah. first mm-hmm. heard of her as a director. And so, like, my brain could not compute. I was like, oh, she acted in, in some stuff while she was directing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just couldn't figure that out. But, like, yeah, got it. Got it. She was yeah. an actress first. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. My, my friend Justin, who I texted about Brie Larson getting Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're was... Justin holding up my quotation marks fingers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he worked in casting and he was on the last season, I think, of How I Met Your Mother. And they oh, yeah. tried to do a sequel series then. Yeah. Yeah. With her. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, Greta Gerwig, because it was um, the way Justin told the story, the people at CBS, I forget the lady's name who ran CBS primetime at the time. Leslie Moonves. <laughs> well, the, the lady said, I want to be in the Greta Gerwig business. Like she's someone, this is still early in her acting career, probably the Greenberg area era or something like that. Uh, and, and they were saying, she's somebody we want to work with. And, you know, How I Met Your Mother was done here in L.A., Greta was in New York, so they were actually going to move the show to New York to but, work but, around her. But based it in L.A. 
Yeah. But, <laughs> Classic. But but it ended up for whatever, I forget the reasons not working until yeah. Hillary Duff became the mm-hmm. person years later. And then that one didn't work. No, end. it did not. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know why they canceled it because I actually got the impression it was rating well for them. It seems to be one of those things that, there seem to be a few things lately where it's not necessarily ratings. It's some other business thing that causes them to cancel. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I didn't pay enough attention. Trey, while you're on a roll, why don't you show <laughs> your your actor's turn director? Yeah, so I just kind of I did my quick Google to remind myself of who some of the people were that I wouldn't forget. I left some good ones on the table, by the way. Yeah. So I, I had I'm going in alphabetical order by last name because it's not a ranking. Uh, ben Affleck, because uh, of Argo and uh, <laughs> Rob just made uh, a very angry face. <laughs> uh, I, I had my screen minimized so I could look at my list so I didn't see his face. <laughs> it but, twitched uh, so hard. You <laughs> said his name because he wanted to be the first one to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, I may I may steal your thunder a couple more times. Um, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, another one. Good one. Yes. Uh, George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good good <laughs> night. Good luck. <laughs> he's made a couple of good ones, but he's made some stinkies <laughs> too. <laughs> His Which track you... record has not been great. Yeah, I just kind of. Suburbicon is not great. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't look at his yeah. full directing portfolio, but he's he's got some good ones, I guess, that's worthy of me putting him on the list. Clint Eastwood, Jason already said. Uh, Ron Howard. Yeah, I, that was yeah. one of the really good ones I left on the table. Yeah, yeah. it's like Rob Reiner. I like. I don't know why that one slipped out of my head. Considering Rob Reiner has seven classics. I know he's got mm-hmm. a lot that, like, in the last twenty years, that people don't pay attention to. But boy, his first twenty years as a director were something else. Yeah, he's one kind of like Justina, had- not knowing Greta Gerwig was an actress first. Like <laughs> Rob Reiner's probably that guy for a lot of people. He's like All in the Family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nobody. The yeah, uh... first. Let's see. Let me think. He he was one of the first hosts of SNL, and it was when I was watching that season on like Netflix or whatever when it used to be on there. Um, his episode was the first episode that started to resemble the SNL that we grew up on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but go ahead. Yeah, uh, and Rob Reiner, obviously, his movies, uh, his Sorkin movies in particular. Yeah, just excellent. so I just American. rewatched on a plane a few good men just because I mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah, it's just why don't we make movies like that anymore? <laughs> like that movie's perfect. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. people go great. see them. The people complain that people that they make. Them. I know they complain about Marvel movies and then they don't go see see mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> dramas and it's like, well, guess what, guys. Guess what's gonna not going to be made? They're going to make the a, Blue a mid-budget Beetle again. drama. Yeah. People still quote that movie all the time. Like I, just the other day so on good. MSNBC, somebody was saying Santiago's death while it's tragic. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's not even also, the one people you usually know quote. The, you, you know, you know what the most jarring thing is about A Few Good Men? I'm just going to go off on a tangent here. But the fact that Christopher Guest plays the doctor and it's like it's like just Christopher Guest is himself, basically. Like he's not like <laughs> not in a character. He's not, yeah. he's not in a character. He's just a really bad doctor. And yeah. it's like it's just weird. It's like, and then you're also like, this dude scored Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like 
that dude and they're still together yeah and he mm-hmm. was just like at the oscars this year he's like Man, i'm christopher guest he's such yeah. a mild-mannered <laughs> you know? regular yeah. guy yeah uh you got any uh, more yeah. trey yeah i like you i had john favreau mm-hmm. um jody foster yep she's on the list little man tate good movie yeah, good yeah movie. she's got a couple good ones and a couple they're like mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh Maybe this is going to make Rob's face twitch too, but Jordan Peele. Well, I said that one. Oh, you did say that. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I no, that one it. actually, that one slipped through my, I don't know why. Because um, he I only has it. three, but they, they're three bangers. But I think he's made one of the best 20th century movies ever. I don't know. Why 100%. And it's just so funny to watch like him and Keen Peele and then he also made get out like it's nuts but not, if not, you yeah. watch and if you watch enough key and peel you see how he made it yeah, out. yeah yeah weird. yeah you're right yeah. you're right yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you watch it it's like you can see it's like oh this actually makes sense yeah <laughs> that's my list okay uh, let's go ahead and let rob go before justina steals well <laughs> first off i'm glad i got my first turn and uh, no <laughs> I, I, when i think personally when i think actor director the first person i think of was clint eastwood um yes. just because and especially you know you think about someone like ron howard who kind of like besides like doing like the voiceover work for arrested development kind of really pulled himself out of acting and so like yes he was opie and yes he was um you know richie cunningham it's just most people opie cunningham opie cunningham opie cunningham yeah <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like you don't really associate him as an actor necessarily, but but Clint mm-hmm. kept doing both. Now right. Favreau's a done point. a pretty good job of keep, but Favreau really like for the most part is kind Mostly of relegated been, himself. He's transitioned directing and producing. Directing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, same with you know, like Clooney even Jordan and Peele, Affleck. Yeah. yeah, Clooney and Affleck are they're still kind of trying to do both. Clooney, I mean Affleck more than anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, but I definitely had Affleck on my list, but Clint to me is like the embodiment, especially because he did it so early on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was late. I mean, obviously he was, you know, he's on Gunsmoke for years. He's got 40. Was it Gunsmoke or was it Bonanza? Shit. I actually don't know. Um, I don't know about Bonanza. It must have been Gunsmoke. Okay. Yeah. Boomers. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah. Okay, yeah, basically. I just want to say Clint Eastwood has directed 41 films. It's It's astounding. Yeah. Astounding. That is astounding. That's like double. That's clearly double in years like well like, you know you know what his nickname is right uh, one take clint because he's like yeah you got to get it done within one or two takes or you he know, just doesn't want to do a lot of takes like he I, doesn't want he he thinks like you have better instinct i mean because of it, the way he acts and everything you just have better instincts if you if you do it in one or two takes that like, is awesome but um, also he's like notoriously like really good to his crew like my dad met yeah. some people that had worked on a set with him and said like he would like come and like help carry stuff and like yeah he's like a it was just dude. like yeah. he's very much like a blue collar he's just old yeah. Hollywood yeah. so it's it's more of like a a, a trade than mm-hmm. it is like a, a it's like Harrison know, Ford was that way too apparently. exactly mm-hmm. exactly and um, apparently he's still kind of like that. I watched yeah. I watched the uh, Talkville podcast as the they rewatched Smallville Michael Rosenbaum Tom Welling rewatched mm-hmm. Smallville and Rosenbaum in one episode or a couple episodes talked about. He did a movie that Clint directed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just how great Clint was and, and mm-hmm. people person. He doesn't actually say action. Right. Like he, he, yeah. he talks to everybody. He's like, Michael, you ready? Mm-hmm. So-and-so, you ready? And, and yeah. make sure everybody's there. And you know, you Ice Cube it. is the same way. Ice Cube doesn't say action. He says, get busy with it. <laughs> That's a real story phase on love told. But I do want to yeah. tell the story of Matt, that Matt Damon told. 
about how Clint Eastwood doesn't want to do multiple takes. I recently finally listened to like a two-year-old episode of WTF with Mark Marin, and Damon was saying when they did Invictus, he had worked on the accent, the South African accent for mm -hmm. months because he just wanted to make sure he got it right. Yeah. And they, it was like the first scene they shot, they do this, they do it. And he's like, I, I don't feel good about this accent. Hey, Clint, can we actually get another take? I just want to make sure I get the, the accent right. And Clint said, why wow, you want to waste everybody's time? <laughs> and Matt Damon was like, "Nope, you're fine." No, can you imagine can Clint Eastwood on a on a Kubrick set or like a David Fincher set? <laughs> he would punch David Fincher in the yeah, face. Yeah, he would punch them all in the face. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, and I mean, like, he, like he's a he was a as a director, like he could be held for his films. Like, he, I think he's made some absolutely amazing movies. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Obviously, Unforgiven is it, Unforgiven came to mind. Unforgiven too, yeah. is my favorite. Play Misty um, for me. I mean, like, and that oh was like God. one of his first ones. That he but uh, but if Unforgiven, Unforgiven to me is the best Western ever because it's so I remember so my parents went to go see it and they were really pissed because they thought it was gonna be like a Sergio Leone type of Western. Oh, yeah. That's and they didn't yeah. get it. They didn't get it when they saw it. And I remember watching it as a kid. I mean, like, okay, I, I, yeah, I see why they didn't like it. And then when I went and rewatched it as an adult, I was blown away by it. And it has one of my favorite lines ever, which is when um, little Bill's on the ground dying and he's like, mm -hmm. I don't deserve this. And Clint's like, deserves got nothing to do with it. It's yeah. just it's, it's just, a great movie. It's a good and, uh, movie. And then also yeah. he directed Mystic River. Mystic mm -hmm. River and Million Dollar Baby. I'll never watch Dollar that Baby, movie again. Like I watched it. Back. Yeah, I like watched just one absolute. And done. But he, classic. yeah, that's a one. That's a one and done. Never gonna watch it again. Not that it wasn't a great movie. It's just so because very sad. depressing. Yeah, I, I but, heard. But, I had the end spoiled for me, yeah, so I may yeah. not be able to yeah. ever watch it for yeah, that reason. Well, and like, and it's like, and I think Gran Torino was really great. Um, mm. a couple of them I really like that I would recommend people go back and watch is uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It does have mm. Kevin Spacey in it, so be forewarned. Mm. But Kevin Spacey is a good actor, a piece of shit human being, but a good yeah. actor. Yeah, <laughs> so mm -hmm. he was skilled um, at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then uh, um, I I really liked um, oh, oh Bridges of Madison County. I mean, mm. I love yeah. you know, I love me, I love me, yeah. Meryl Streep. The, so, like, the diversity of styles of movies and that Bird, he's made Bird, is why unreal. he loved, yeah, like Bird's really good. Um, is Richard Jewell a good movie? I love Richard Jewell. Except I really for, like. Except for Olivia Wilde is terrible in it. Oh, wow. She's, she's I like, um, yeah, like the cast. And so I was like, ah, you know, like he's a great director and John Hamm's in it. So I want this movie to do well. But I don't think it's going to. Kathy Kathy Bates got the no Oscar nom and she's really good in it as, as Richard Jewell's mom. But Paul Walterhauser should have gotten he should have got an Oscar. I mean, he should have won an Oscar for that. I loved him in that movie. Was that uh, right after or right before he was in Black Klansman? I think it was after. Mm -hmm. I think it was after because, yeah, I think Black Klansman came out before. He had a um, pretty good run there. He also is in one of the greatest, uh, uh, I think you should leave skits ever with JB Taco. So, <laughs> uh, do you have I'm any other jabronis? Yeah, I've got some others. Yeah, what are some others? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got some others. Well, yeah, this uh, this guy he's made a he, his first film he directed. He it won best picture and best supporting actor, and um, it it was like one of the biggest box office hits in like 1980. 
It's a little Robert man Redford. named Robert Redford. <laughs> Ordinary <laughs> people, folks. Yeah. Oh, go watch it. It's a banger of a film. It's mm-hmm. very depressing, but it like if you watch that movie before you ever watch the Mary Tyler Moore show, you'll be like shocked because she wow. is <laughs> the worst mother in history. Well, uh, Betty Davis is pretty bad too. But um, um, <laughs> no wire, <laughs> wire hangers. hangers. I feel like um, they were just referencing ordinary people on. Was it? Uh, I could be wrong about this. I feel like they're just mentioning it on um, uh, uh, Strike Force Five, but um, yeah, I could be wrong. I Can feel we... weird. Someone said yeah. Strike Force Five, and there wasn't a lightning bolt. I was about to say, but you, you're wearing <laughs> yeah, a lightning yeah. bolt on your shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the Magnet Theater Magnet, has a lightning yeah. bolt yeah. in it. So, so, yeah, no, I really, um, yeah, I, I he's made. I mean, uh, some other Robert Redford movies I'd recommend to you is Quiz Show. That's yeah. a mm-hmm. big. That's a good movie. Yeah, I'm glad and, you mentioned him. And then uh, a river no, runs through it. it. A river runs yeah. through it is really mm-hmm. good. And when you watch it, you're gonna like. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt's going to be the, one of the biggest stars in the world. Like when you watch the movie, he just pops off the screen so much, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. such a good. Yeah, I yeah, Robert, and then yeah, Affleck is the bomb in Phantoms, yo. So <laughs> you know, he's I, had some greats. Um, I did. I did not like Live by Night. I actually, went and saw that. That's the, the only theater. one that's not good. But the other, it's are not good that movies. it's not it. It's okay. or it didn't it's, do well. It didn't do like, well, and it wasn't. It just wasn't like it wasn't as like in, entertaining as the town. Like the town right. fucking rules. The town's great. The town rules. And, and like, Gone Baby Gone is really good. Gone Baby mm-hmm. Gone is really good. It's I can't and Argo's really fantastic. Watch and Gone Baby fantastic. Gone again because it's depressing. Argo's amazing. Yeah. So um, he's had four out of five really solid movies. And yeah, and Air. If you haven't seen Air yet, it's he's and he's going to get Oscar attention. If yeah, I really hope. I know it's probably he probably won't get an Oscar nom, but like Bateman is so good in Air. He's really good in it. It's yeah. really. I was telling Jason about a monologue he has that just really stuck with me from that movie. I hope that cast um, gets a SAG for um, I, ensemble. Yeah, ensemble. I hope. I hope the guy that plays Michael Jordan gets to show his face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that we could have seen Ben Affleck's Batman. Batman movie, movie. Yeah. 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 The stuff that yeah. I've heard about what he was wanting to do is like oh that would have been pretty good yeah <laughs> but can we you know. can we count sofia coppola as your turn? <laughs> she's on the list when i was googling they didn't the list i saw didn't put robert redford but they had sofia coppola so yeah that's ridiculous that's so, ridiculous that's it's ridiculous. um i don't know since she's like i was kind of going like well who was like really made a name for like was really known as an actor yeah and and so I wasn't uh, counting her, and there are also a couple of people that I didn't mention. Um, yeah, like for I've different got, reasons, but yeah, I mean, like yeah. another another one I would recommend, even though it's like <laughs> I didn't realize he was an actor, but I liked his movies. Was Todd Haynes who made like um, uh, he made Tar recently, and mm-hmm. the really fun movie Little Children. Woo, that's mm-hmm. a fun movie to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, as, but it's really well made. Um, he was in Twister. He was he was the other guy oh, in yeah. Twister. Yeah, yeah, he was in Twister. So he's also in um, Eyes Wide Shut. He's like Tom Cruise's friend in Eyes Wide Shut. But yeah, I remember I looked and I was like, because then I think about Twister and I'm like, who was that guy? And it ended up being this Australian dude that's a director now. <laughs> well, that's kind of like Sean Levy, right? He was that level of actor. On, was uh, he? Was it Sean Levy? I oh. could not tell you. So um, he was the one I'm thinking. May I might have the wrong name, but he was in like Predator or something like that. Oh no, you're thinking of you're thinking of um Shane Black. 
Shane Black. Yes, that's who. Yeah, I was and oh it, yeah. He was. It's kind of weird how he ended up in Predator. He really didn't want to be an actor. He wanted to be a screenwriter. I think it just like it just kind of ended up. It's kind of weird how that ended up. It's, well, it's like. And it's also like Tarantino. Like, did Tarantino really want to be an actor? But like, he's so weird looking. Right. So that's the yeah. thing. Like, yeah. there were a couple people like that where I was like, ah, no one knew. Yeah. Like, technically, Quentin Tarantino did act on an episode of Golden Girls, but no one knew him as an actor before they knew him as a director. So I'm. So yeah. I was like, I'm not going to count him. And then Tom McCarthy, he directed. Yeah, spotlight. He, yeah, yeah, which is a great movie, The Cobbler yeah. and Stillwater. But he's an actor. He was he did act before a lot. Yeah, because yeah, he's the dipshit and lead in season five of The Wire, who was the reporter who's faking the serial killer. Mm. Oh dang, yeah. So he's like yeah. he's a really great actor. He's been no, in a he's lot a good of actor. Stuff, no, I like I like real makes, super known. But he's, he also made he it's either The Visitor with Richard Richard Jenkins. I think he directed that movie. Mm-hmm. That's a if, really good one. Yeah, if I really we were like doing a like a ranking, um, and we were starting with like thirty-two people, I would I would probably say because Spotlight is so good, um, and he's, he's like a, he he's, is a, a, he's a two seed. I would probably put him in a two seed. Right. I mean, he's like he probably deserves. Um, I don't know if he'd be a two seed. Tom you McCarthy. You think he'd be? You think he'd be higher? I mean, or lower? I think it'd be lower just because there's so many names that you could probably put up there for mm-hmm. good directors. Because there's still like other people. Like, do you have any oh, more that you're going to mention? Well, well than... this this one other one was Denzel Washington. I'm still here. I'm still standing. I can <laughs> quote. Have... I can quote Anton Fisher, but I cannot quote anything from Fences, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> I went with move where I saw the movie that they directed, so that's the reason yeah. I didn't put Denzel. We forgot Tom Hanks. We haven't mentioned him. Oh, right. God damn it. He won my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I love that thing you do. That thing you do. But is one of so my, yeah. how many has he directed? Two. I, that's that's why he's not. A, yeah. He hasn't directed a ton, but he, right. he deserves to be mentioned. And it's yeah. the same yeah. with Olivia Wilde. She's directed two things. Booksmart, I really enjoyed. This last movie is very polarizing. So it's sort of like, I don't know if she would really get on the list. Mm-hmm. That last movie was like, hey, do you guys like The Matrix in the 13th floor? This is with women. <laughs> uh, and I just to say it in case somebody listening is wondering, I wouldn't count Spike Lee because his acting debut was his directorial debut. He went, right. he went, yeah. he went to he, he went to NYU for film school. So he's not yeah. he's, I thought he's about it. I thought about it too. But he came only, to my mind too, but like he's a he was a director. He's he a only director. cast himself to save money. He said right. that in an interview. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> right. Um and uh Justina before he... Oh man, I this I I I don't have much to add to this conversation after all that has been said. But this is my attempt to name a few that I don't think have been mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller. That that was the first one I was going to mention. Oh like yeah, that's a good one. Tropic yeah. Thunder rules. Yeah. Oh does. my gosh, so funny. Um, it's just really, really racist. Um, that one <laughs> is Zach Braff. It's a joke, by the way. Yeah, yeah, joke. I'm joking. Um, Zach Braff. So actually, I like his movies, but I I like Garden that State. He makes them right, you but know? he I, and I liked. I wish I was here, but he's not like 
super high on the list because he hasn't done like he should be mentioned. I'm not saying if that. If you were to ask me between the years of like 2005 to 2008, who <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite directors, I would because that would use <laughs> right, right. Because Garden like, State was. It, it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was very important mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's done like four or five movies, and a couple of just have been just like, all right, it's fine. Yeah, the latest one is supposed to be okay. Yes, I haven't I've seen heard it. Good things. I, well, I've seen um, good person. Good sure. person. It's very heart wrenching. It looks like yeah. a one and done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like him a lot. So. Mm-hmm. It's already, but Sydney Pollack. Pollack. Sydney Pollock is Pollock. a great, I don't, great. Does he count? Uh, I thought I, about Sydney Pollock because obviously, I feel like did he act first, or was it all I, concurrent? I mean, he's on the list, guys. He's on the Google. <laughs> okay, results. yeah, because I mean, and he has been like, wow, that's a hard. I thought it was about Sydney. Longer. Uh, I mean, I could just name a few films that I like of his. Uh, but I would think about him as an actor. Like he's really, really good at Michael Clayton. Yeah, he is, is really good, man. I love him in that. I mean, um, his first credit is acting in television. Well, then I the then 50s. shit. Yeah, then he might be. He might be I number think one. I assumed him. he was an actor turned director. I just um, assumed he was a director who got to act, like yeah. like Martin uh-huh. like, Martin like Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I would I would say he's a really great addition to the discussion. Hell yeah! And and kind of why I was sort of like, I don't know that Tom McCarthy can be a two seed. Because they're like people like Ben Stiller. Yeah, and well, Pollock. we're putting Sydney Pollock. Ben Stiller is not on there, but what about Sydney Portier? Portier. Uh, direct? He directed a couple of things, but mm-hmm. um, he directed a couple of things. Yeah, I forget what they were, but Damn. he did direct. Well, one was a movie that he did with Bill Cosby, and another. Mm-hmm. I figured that was, was one. Of them. Um, I forget. Oh, Bobcat Goldthwait is also an actor and director. He directed a couple things, but oh, the world's greatest dad is a world's really, dad, really yeah. interesting movie. He's done a couple of things. Bob Saget, yeah. also actor turned director, he directed a couple things. Weird mm-hmm. um, Al Yankovic, is he a film director? Co-directed, I think. I, I think I know he directed music videos. I don't know about movies. I was keeping this. To, there are people who've like yeah. done a lot of television and not yeah movies. Television like is movie. filled with oh, people. Sidney Pollack definitely counts. He definitely acted yeah. before he directed. Oh yeah. Oh um, shit! I just so I can't believe. I, uh... So I want to also mention Elizabeth Banks, but she's got like four movies and one or two of them, like the Charlie's Angels movies, just like dead on arrival. So it kind of and, and her directing in Pitch Perfect <laughs> was only the third one, right? The second she, one. All, second. No, she did the second one. She did the yeah. second one. Okay. Peyton Reed did the first one. Yeah. So she has and not quite Bear. gotten there. And she did Cocaine Bear, but she so she deserves to be in the in the discussion. She does. But she's yep. um she would be behind Greta Gerwig and Jordan Peele would as, you, out of the people who've done only a few couple few movies. Well, and then, I guess also Seth Rogen, you could throw him out there. Yeah, I so I saw. I saw that, but I don't. He wouldn't be high on the list if we were gonna do like the best ever, like who, like who's in the best ever category. Would Edward Norton? He's done a couple. He's directed one or two films. Yeah, he did uh, that. The uh, sleep or uh, motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Did he do Keeping the Faith? Was that his movie? That may have been. Yeah. Have been I know Stiller. he starred in it. it would yeah, have been uh, it could have been either. Jenna, Jenna Elfman. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to think who else have we not mentioned. That is big. Um... Oh, Penny Marshall. 
Penny oh. Marshall. Yes. Uh, I and mean, Gary I know, Marshall, yeah. but and I don't Gary know. Maybe Mar- he. I don't know that he really acted before. Oh well, Penny? Mel Gibson. Sorry, did we say Mel Gibson? We didn't say Mel Gibson. We don't talk and about we him. Say, we, we did say Mel Gibson, and we didn't say Woody Allen for okay. kind of obvious. Well, reasons. Woody Allen, I, I get weird about like, does he count? I feel like he's more of a director first, but and weird. Out, Woody Allen might be like a Spike Lee type, and that he yeah. Was whereas, doing it I, okay, okay, okay. If we throw out the anti-Semitism <laughs> and the weird and the, Catholic stuff and the misogyny, and the misogyny, and the racism, the racism. Um, then if we yes. throw that out. Mel Gibson can make a damn good movie. I, that's a, that was one of the best jokes on on uh, South Park when they were like, because there was an episode where he came on and he was in, in, in completely insane and horrible. But they were like, but he had like uh, you know notes on story structure, and they're like, damn it, he actually really is a good director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he he yeah. was legit. Good. I mean, I I mean, obviously Braveheart is amazing, and yeah. um. You know what? You know what movie I think is awesome is Apocalypto. It's so good. It's so good. I know. It's uh, epic. Um, Yeah, I did. I never saw The Passion of the Christ because I already know how it ends. But (laughs) I I know. Spoiler alert! Spoiler Spoiler alert! Yeah, Yeah, I think the jury is also still out on Bradley Cooper because he's only really directed one film. He's got a second Mm -hmm. one coming out. Tell me something, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Who else? Is there anyone else that we that's an obvious person that we need to throw in there? I'm surprised you didn't say Tommy Wiseau, Jason. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so okay, yeah. So I think we've we've put out the right people here to talk about actors turned director who was were solid, had a lot of good stuff. When you think about actors turned directors too, like who? I think Pollock is different because he obviously knows how to make cinematic mm-hmm. cinematic things like amazingly cinematic, like cinema. Cinema, because you watch Jeremiah Johnson or you know the firm, or I'm just you know mm-hmm, thinking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they shoot horses, don't they? Just a great movie, by the yeah. way. Um, Same it's great. Yeah, but you know, I feel I feel like he's more of a cinematic person, whereas like Ordinary People is a great performance movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there's like anything like unbelievable, like especially like when you go back and you kind of watch the sequence. Spoiler alert for a film that came out in 1980 when uh uh Timothy Hutton's brother drowns. And there's a recreation of it. It's a little like TV movie esque when mm. the the recreation of the drowning and the boat crashing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I but I think he got better as a cinematic director. I, you know, I think Quiz Show is not really like demanding of like a right. huge, but but I think like River runs through it. I mean, obviously, you know, you you get a sense of of Montana. And so I think it's Montana. Yeah. yeah, I think to a certain degree, there has to be. I guess what would be the this would be the uh, film equivalent of the eye test when people mm-hmm. are talking, you know, like we can't just say like, well, they directed this movie and it was a good movie and a big hit, but do they have as a director, a, a voice? And mm-hmm. there's some of yeah. the people that we mentioned that they, they don't have a strong voice as a director. Like Denzel I, is a great actor, but as a director, he's just kind of straightforward. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't That's have what I was a, thinking. a voice he, as a director. You but know, Clint Eastwood kind of does, right? He, mm-hmm. he does. He, except for, it's, I have problems with this movie for multiple reasons, but like American Sniper, it was not very mm-hmm. good. It couldn't mm-hmm. decide. American Sniper, the problem with that is it couldn't decide if it wanted to be a biopic or mm-hmm. if it wanted to be an action movie. Mm-hmm. And obviously it, it does cover something that involves action, but it's not the same as like the platoon type of action. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it yeah. yeah, that fake baby is what people that fake talk baby about is. But also, no, oh, nobody talks about. There's a sequence like during a desert storm 
where it just like it's so disorienting. It's not like good disorienting. Mm-hmm. It's just like I've I cannot tell what's going on on the screen. Like yeah, and I saw it in the theater too, and I was like I cannot tell what's going on. Yeah, and that baby was just terrible. Just good God, get a real baby, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have to give it to Clint as being the best all time though, just for like yeah. Breath of Work, um, how many hits, like how many just great movies he's made, having a clear voice as a director. Because Rob Reiner's up there, man. And Rob Reiner is is top three. Because you know Rob Reiner, say, he has so many. He has the funniest mockumentary of all time. Yeah, he has. He has the best. One of the best comedies of all time too. Oh no, he has the yeah one that that one is one of the best comedies. Of all. He also has the greatest, the goat, hands down best romantic comedy. Of all yeah, time. when Harry met Sally. Yeah, when Harry met Sally. And I think he has the best courtroom drama of all time in A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. I mean, and then he also has um, American President, which is a great, oh my God. A yes. great romantic comedy. Like he has so yeah. many good movies. And then, but you can't, and you romantic can't... comedy that's also political. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was the blueprint essentially for the West Wing. Yeah, it, it was. was. It was basically yeah. the West Wing. It was Aaron yeah. I just brother. wish, I just wish Michael J. Fox could have been on the X. What, how awesome mm-hmm. would have that have been? <laughs> yeah. He was basically the uh, Sam Seaborn character. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. And they both, it's hard to see either one of them not in their respective roles, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Because sure. obviously, you know, I think that when, even though it was, um, why am I blanking on, on Sam Seaborn's real name? Robert. Because I Rob, Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. So when Rob Lowe left, you can see a drop like the heart. There was something missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when Sorkin was still writing the show. That may um, have been the crack. Uh, why, why is so why are Sorkin's characters so fast and... <laughs> i i i but you know one thing Sorkin's known for is the walk and talk and i was reading this this book to to violet the other day and it's like we walk we talk we walk and talk i was like there's there's aaron Sorkin's origin stories this children's book right here <laughs> did you see the uh the episode of snl where i think it was pierce brosnan hosted but they did a west wing sketch because it was right after Sorkin got caught with shrooms at an airport <laughs> and so they said here's a lost that, yeah. episode of the west wing where it uh-huh. is when he wrote it on shrooms <laughs> i do <laughs> I do love Aaron Sorkin for many reasons. Um, he is, yeah, he's he's a lot to to stomach, but um, <laughs> he did have a. And this is this is how uh, lame I am. He had a pretty good arc on Entourage. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, yeah. You know, now that because because with the Sydney <clears throat> Pollock bomb, I just I can't. I have to give it to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's up there. He's like he's he's like three days of Condor. Like I'm, I'm not even looking at anything. I'm just naming like his movie. Like I love Sidney yeah. Pollack. Like it's yeah. Like that dude made some movies. I like, forgot yeah. that Rob Reiner was Stand by Me. Yeah. Oh shit! That's what I'm saying he has seven classic films and The Princess the Bride and, and The Princess Bride. Yeah, he's he's arguably number one when you look at it from that. Standpoint. And Misery. In mid- and Misery. Yeah, dude. Like I'm telling you, you Rob Reiner and Clint Eastwood brain. are the top two. Top two all time. And Rob Reiner also won the 90s because he has a little company called Castle Rock. <laughs> yeah. Which produced Castle a little Rose. show called Seinfeld. So, <laughs> you know, like he kind of won the 90s. And yeah. And and just by the way, as an actor in his later years, 
just I remember we're all, it's on Netflix right now. Just do yourself a favor, take three hours out of your day and watch The Wolf of Wall Street because he it's plays so Leo's the, the dad. dad. Oh my gosh, yeah, so funny! Yes, yeah. Rob Reiner's awesome. Uh, Rob Reiner's awesome. Gosh, when he's like. He speaks with a British accent on the phone. Hello there, George. <laughs> Cheerio. Who the fuck calls? <laughs> I love, I love the Wolf of Wall Street so much, and I know I'm bad for it. <laughs> it's so good, though. Well, there it is. There we, it is. We've we've done it. We popped that talk again. I know you've all been clamoring for us to come back, and they were like, "How could they come back?" Oh, Rob could talk about guys who made movies in the seventies. Like, let's uh, that hot topic on TikTok. Let's talk about seventies cinema. But do yourself a favor and watch Jeremiah Johnson. Okay, it's just amazing. So. You can't handle the pop. <laughs> Did you order the code red Mountain Dew? Goddamn right, I did. But I want to circle back to you. if Sprite is the hip, the drink of hip hop then like the drink of inbreeding has to be Mountain Dew, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call a callback. Oh my gosh, so ridiculous. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you let us know who you would add to the list that we didn't mention. You can mention that to us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at there it is pod. Also, follow us there while you're at it and follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Farr Picks. And also follow the Magnet Theater at Magnet Theater on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram so you can keep up with when shows are happening. Shows like the Friday Night Show or maybe Megawatt, which my team Glitter is performing on every Wednesday night. Again, go to magnettheater.com. Also, go to thereitispod.com for newsletter and support info and support us if you can. Links in bio. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 